Welcome everyone. You are listening to the I Am a Spartan podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show. It will probably suck. <laughs> Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm Spartan OCR Podcast. Well, my Spartan season has officially started. Finishing up the Jacksonville race this past weekend it was the first race in U.S. National Series. And I met Aaron Newell down there, and we chatted a little bit, and I decided I was going to ask him to come on the show. We we're going to talk about the race this past weekend and just find out a little bit about how Mr. Newell thinks and how he operates as well. So here goes the interview with Aaron Newell. A.A. Ron, what is up today, brother? Not a whole lot. I'm just making some ribs at Woodsy's. I hear you. Man, I saw it in his story, man. Those ribs look delicious. It looks like way too much ribs for three people to eat. Yeah, and it's really just going to be two for a little bit because Katie's like going out to dinner with a friend. So we're going to try and devour an entire pig of ribs. So just eat ribs and drink wine? <laughs> Woodsy hasn't been drinking wine, and it's kind of disappointing. Uh, He's, like, kind of sick and not drinking wine like he usually does. Right. Disappointment. Mm. Well, you can just get drunk, and he can laugh at you. Yeah, that's what me and Katie do. Right. Right on. Well, hey, Aaron, like, just so, just introduce yourself and, like, tell us, like, what is Aaron all about? Like, where are you from, you know, what you do for a living, man? Let everybody know who Aaron Newell is, man. Um, I'm from upstate New York initially, so like the Adirondacks. Um, I don't really know what I do. I usually work in shoe stores, like running shoe stores. Right. Um, and occasionally a rock climbing guide. And that's about it. <laughs> so, like, when you worked in running shoe stores, like, what was, like, the, the, the funniest story you have from working in one of those stores? Because I imagine you have quite a few. Um, yeah, I mean, I've worked in those kind of stores for, like, ten-something years. Well, Um, but, yeah, one time, this guy came into the store, and he was looking for some shoes, and then he was talking to me, and, I don't know, somehow we got talking about all my leg surgeries, and he was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna do you a favor, and then he's like, the power of Jesus is gonna heal you, and I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this, but go for it, and, uh... (laughs) So he took my foot in his hands, like barefoot. He made me go barefoot. Right. And I'm trying to sell him shoes. And (laughs) then proceeded to pray to my foot. He, like, held it really close to his chest and, like, prayed to it for the next, like, 20 minutes straight. And, uh, yeah, it didn't really work. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, uh, but, yeah, I got paid to have somebody pray to my foot for a while. Aaron, it didn't work because you don't have faith, goddammit. I know, I know. <laughs> so, Aaron, tell us, like, man, like, how did you get into OCR? Were you, like, a runner in high school? Uh, yeah, I ran in high school. I Nordic skied. I rock climbed. Uh, I rock climbed competitively as well. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I knew who Atkins was, and I actually knew who Woodsy was. Um, I just didn't really know either of them. But right. I, like ran on the same trails as Atkins and he'd like put up a fast time and then I'd like get really close and then I don't know I put two and two together and I was like oh we run just about the same and I'm a better rock climber than him so I should probably give this a whirl but uh my ankles were pretty fucked up for a long time so I kind of had to wait on that until like basically 10 years later eight years later or something yeah, I think I remember hearing that on another interview that you were on that you've you've gone through like several injuries and all that, man. Like what what all uh, happened there? Um, I just got giardia and mono. Giardia is like a waterborne parasite that basically never goes away once you have it. Oh wow! Um, how do you how do you from, get that? Uh, you get it from drinking like tainted water that's got like poop in it from some creature that also has giardia. <laughs> is that part of your training methods? Is drinking tainted water? 
<laughs> well, actually, yeah, I got food poisoning this summer, and then I crushed after that. Oh, shoot. Um, but, yeah, it kind of just, like, killed my bone density, and then I, like, tore my hip, um, and then I was running funny, so, and then I broke my foot, and then from all the, and then I got hip surgery, and then from all the crutching, I broke my other foot, and then both Crap. my feet were broken, then I got surgery on one of them, it didn't work, then I got surgery on the other, and then they fucked it up, so then I had to take screws out, and then Oof. I had to put screws back in, and then I had to put screws in the other foot, so... Yeah, it's just been a long time just waiting until I could actually run enough to to make a dent in obstacle course racing or trail running. Right. So, man, here I am, you know, I'm 40 years old, and I started getting serious into running probably, like, in my 30s. You know, and I've never had, like, besides spraining my foot one time, I've never had any surgeries anywhere, you know, and shoot, I still get sore, you know, and aches and pains, you know, and IT band issues from running. So with all of these surgeries that you've had, man, like how have you, I mean, how are you running like pain free or are you running pain? free? <laughs> I'm not. That's how. <laughs> so how do you cope, man? Uh, I don't know. I mean, lots of you know, beer like last, last winter, I like basically couldn't run like from December until like mid-March. Um, I just didn't run. Like I showed up in Jacksonville, raced, showed up in Alabama, raced, but I like, could legitimately barely warm up and like couldn't walk afterwards. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, between like middle of January and March, the only thing that changed is I drank like a ton of CBD. Nicole had like all these CBD sponsors that were trying to sponsor her, so uh-huh. I just took all her CBD. Um, yeah. So, it's, so it's, that, that's, that's the only thing I can think of that's changed. So you're just on a CBD high then, huh? No, well, not anymore. <laughs> I just took it for like a month and a half and like an absurd amount. And seemingly that like got rid of enough inflammation so that my joints could move properly. Oh, wow. So were you taking just like the liquid form or like pill form? Oh, liquid form and pill form. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the rub. <laughs> <laughs> what Was there any, like, side effects for, like, taking these huge amounts of CBD? No, nothing. I mean, I felt no different. And so, like, once I was able to start running again, I, like, had no clue why. And I, I, I still don't know if that was why, but uh, that's, like, the only thing I can point to. See, now, these no, sto- I, I, I mean, I could drink an entire bottle of CBD and feel absolutely no different. Oh, wow. You've gotten immune to CBD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I actually think you can do. <laughs> so the, <laughs> these the stories like, like this are just really interesting to me because you see, you know, from my point of view, I see all of you guys, you know, putting in all these miles. And I always wonder, are these guys, you know, are they running without aches and pains or, I mean, are they just, you know... No, awesome. per, pretty much everyone has like some something nagging. Like, yeah, has something nagging at some point. Uh, the the only person, the only people who might not are like maybe VJ. He's he seems to always be like feeling pretty good. He he doesn't really run a lot of miles. Yeah, but he's like fifteen. Yeah, exactly. Like I felt great when I was eighteen, and like I could do like ninety mile weeks and not have any problems. Right. So what, what's your mileage nowadays? I mean, I saw you went and did like a CrossFit workout the day after Jacksonville, oh, and, I'm, God, and I'm at I'm work thinking, I ain't it. doing shit today. Dude, I got fucked up from it. <laughs> he was like, let, do you want to go to CrossFit or do you want to go on a trail run? And I initially was like, let's go to let's go do a trail run because my back hurts. And then I oh. like stood up for a second, and I was like, nope, let's go do CrossFit because my ankles hurt. And <laughs> we ended up doing both. But the CrossFit thing was brutal. It's just a bunch of burpees, and Woodsy's way better at burpees than me. Mm. Well, it's, it might be because he's done more. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Glass half full. So, like, so that was my same issue too. I woke up Monday and I was like, my ankles are just feel really swole, really swollen, and really tight. So, I mean, it's good to know I'm not. That's I'm not the only person. It's good to know that happens to the pros too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I usually feel pretty beat up. <laughs> most of the time 
I know. So that was one of those things where I'm, you know, you see somebody else is crushing shit on Instagram, and now I'm getting the story. Yeah, I shouldn't have done a CrossFit workout the day after doing a Jacksonville race. <laughs> yeah, well, that was CrossFit workout. I think would have wrecked me no matter when it came. <laughs> <laughs> so this year, you're actually, or you got on the pro team like towards the the latter part of last year too, right? No, I, I, I was at the beginning, like January oh, of last year. Yeah, I mean, it was like an atrocious contract, but uh, I signed it because I needed a season pass. Right. Man, the season pass is expensive. Like, I was yeah. I was thinking about doing Elite this year, but when I saw that the difference between age group and Elite was $300, I was like, no, I'll just stay in age group. <laughs> yeah, and I don't fully, do you, I, I don't fully understand if you can, like, pay more to get into the elite like you used to be able to no. or if you just have to pick and choose well you got to qualify now so i'm, I'm yeah su- your times i'm sure were fine you automatically qualified with all your points and everything but like yep. let's say i think it's like place 10th in your age group or you have to podium in your age group and then you pay like a 30 dollar fee and then yeah fill out this thing and then that will allow you to go into the elite thing. So not only, but if you buy a pass, say it's like, I think the pass is like $1,300 once all the yep. tax and bull crap is done. And then you have that $30 fee on top of it. So It's just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that this year, you know, it's going to be the guys that deserve to be an elite, that are going to be competitive in elite. They're probably going to be there this year. So that's going to be great for y'all with like traffic and all that. But I think like a lot of the women's heats are going to be like super small. Yeah, and I think that's good. I yeah. Mean, ho- ho- hopefully the like the gated men's heats keep the the guys out of the way for the girls because yeah. it was becoming a problem in like Big Bear in Utah where guys would start walking in the first mile and yeah. the girls would catch them like two miles in and they like wouldn't move. Yeah, I mean, so when we run the Super, the Super was sold out pretty hard on Saturday in Jacksonville. And oh, really? They busted out the, or they busted up the the wave that was in front of mine, which was thirty to thirty nine, and they separated the women and the men, and they let the men go first, and then the women were in front of us. So, and there wasn't a lot of women, so it was easy for us to run through the women, as opposed yep. for you know the women to you know run through a bunch of guys so that was yeah. one thing i always didn't understand you know you would think they would let the uh you know since the elite heats especially if it's not like a u.s series they would let the either the women run with the men or the women go out first yeah I, i'm kind of in the opinion that they should just let the women run with the men just because like it like if nicole or Lindsay go like way off the front it gives them somebody to run with yeah, cause um, didn't they do that? Like it was it was it Utah? Utah? They let the women go out first uh, last year. No, it was one of them. Oh no, it was West Virginia two mm. years ago. Oh, two years ago. And they, they got torn up because they didn't uh, cut any of the brambles down. Yeah, they just left all the brambles up, and like those girls were destroyed. It was oh, insane. I always wear pants, man. I just don't look as good <laughs> in the booty shorts as the girls do. <laughs> So, man, are you happy with your contract this year as opposed to last year? Did they hook you up a little more this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy. Don't like, say nothing money's... you're not supposed to. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably say something I'm not supposed to, but at this point, <laughs> I don't think they care too much. Um, I mean, more, more money is always hoped for, and <laughs> everyone always wants more money. So, like, um, what, what races are you contracted to go to? Like, all the series and Tahoe uh, and then Abu Dhabi? I'm currently just the National Series and Tahoe. Yeah, I, it, it, it was abundantly clear that you can't contract someone to go to a race that you haven't announced yet. So, like, Ultra Champs is not in the cards. Right. Um, to For me to be currently contracted to go to, so I could potentially sign another contract for that. Um mm. But that that's tough because all things are pointing to Killington, and I would love to go to Ultra Champs again, but I don't want to do it at the expense of uh, having to do it two weeks before Tahoe yeah, that's and, crazy. Week, and three weeks before OCRWC. Yeah, especially like a 24-hour race two weeks before Tahoe, you'd be wrecked going into Tahoe. Yeah, if it was in Sweden again and it was on snow, I could probably do the I, I could do the turnaround, but. Yeah. Like the the only person who could do that turnaround is Atkins, right? And that's he, he could do unicorn. it if 
he didn't have to race someone like me. Yeah. Or Alpin. That's about it. Yeah. Man, but like you got to think. Coast. I would think the downhills at Killington for 24 yeah. hours would wreck you. Yeah, like the, the the downhills in Sweden were like free mileage, basically. Like, yeah, you were just cruising down, and it was super soft. Hmm. Yeah, right on. So, like, I went for a run like three days later. <laughs> oh wow! So, but you said, but you're not contracted to go to like uh, the Sparta and Abu Dhabi, just the series here in the U.S. Uh, yep, just series in the U.S. I mean, I'll go to those no matter what. Right. I I, I didn't really give them a whole lot of. I didn't give myself a whole lot of bargaining power. I was like, yeah, I'm going to show up to every race anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, but that's sweet. Like, if something comes up and you ain't got the cash to go, you're at least you're not contracted and you don't have to go because those are some expensive yeah, exactly. rides. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, I, I don't have the best contract by any means, um, but it's more than I had last year, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to talk about who's got the best contract because I don't want you to get in trouble. Uh, you can probably guess who has the best contract. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to do any ultras this year? Uh, well, it depends on if I go to ultra champs. Um, yeah. cur- currently I'll do like a running, uh, at least one or two running ultras. I'll do broken arrow and maybe the rut, um, right. which are sky races. Um, and then I'll, I'll probably hop into a couple of Spartan ultras just cause I like them. Have you picked any yet? Um, if I don't do Decafit, I'll do San Luis Obispo. Yeah. So I can go hang out with Doza at his house in SLO. Right. So do you really want to do Deca shit? Um, I don't really want to, but <laughs> I think I am in like pretty good running shape. And I think it'd be fun on the off chance that I beat Kent to just <laughs> rub it in his face. Just but... talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> man i just i mean i know a lot of people are getting into the high rock rocks and the uh and the deca fit and the stadium stuff but man i just don't like the concrete running man i just prefer the trails yeah i don't either i mean i like i like the idea of like those type of things sort of yeah. like ha- having a race that requires more than one thing because like jacksonville in my opinion was just straight running like there was no obstacles but, like, people still had some trouble with them. Yeah. Um, but, like, there's no, like, you can't fail anything in DecaFit. Like, it's all right. meant to, like, have somebody, like, literally ripped off the couch and be able to finish it. So. Yeah, you got to make your mark. It's like everybody can do it. It's functional fitness, as Yancey would say. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's really, really easy functional fitness. So it's still, yeah. like,. It's still in my ballpark because it's all really lightweight. <laughs> yeah, because I think that I could probably go do the high rocks and finish all the stuff, but I honestly think doing 100 wall balls, that would just crush me. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I don't want to do is 100 wall balls. Like, right. I actually think the sled push and pull would be oh, fun. That too. I've pushed those weights before, but... Yeah, me neither. Like, 100 wall balls, like... That would suck. Your hamstrings and glutes would be fucked for like two weeks. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, I'd never. I, I could uh, see myself doing that event and be like, "Fuck this! I'm never doing this again." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> like once you've done it once, you're like, "Oh, it's gonna be the same. I don't want to do that." <laughs> yeah, one and done. You know. I honestly don't think I'll do it once. I, I, yeah. I, but I think it would be cool to watch. But I think you would kind of get lost in what's going on unless two people are really close together with watching them running around the track or whatever. Yeah. And currently like Hunter's so much better than everyone else that it's not even like that exciting of a race because he's like two laps ahead of everyone. (laughs) I mean, that, that was pretty much that series was pretty much just made for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, Nobody's faster than him after, like, pushing a humongous sled. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he'd be an idiot not to go to every single one of those events and just conquer it. (laughs) Well, now he's going to. (laughs) So what did you think about the race this weekend at Jacksonville, man? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. I wish there was more obstacles. I wish the tire was there. I wish... 
Honestly, Spartan obstacles are like pretty easy anyway. Right. So well, I imagine so. Thing. If you're like a rock climbing champion, Aaron. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a rock climbing champion, but I was really good at competition climbing in high school. Yeah, we're like pretty good. Um, and like they're all really easy, pretty much no matter what. But like, even like OCR WC has stuff that that is like challenging, but is still doable for most people right and like like i failed sketch like three times in the 3k hmm. um but since it's mandatory obstacle completion i didn't have to do a bunch of burpees i just it took like an extra like 30 seconds yeah but think and of so, all the fitness you get from doing the burpees yeah <laughs> <laughs> i avoid burpees like the plague <laughs> that's why i'm petitioning so hard for penalty loops on the spear so i never have to do a burpee again <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing your post where you were talking about how you hadn't really raced since Sweden, and you were kind of wondering about coming into this race if you were ready for it, dude. You looked yeah, like you I, were. You looked like you were ready for it. Well, yeah, it's kind of weird. I've I've just been living in Colorado the past two months, and like I live at seven thousand feet, and I I do a lot of my runs up there, and they're all really slow. And then I go down to Boulder, and I like do a workout, and Boulder's like two thousand feet lower. And, like, I'm still not running that fast. Like, Johnny's there. Um, who else is there? I don't know. I, I, I mean, there's, uh, there's other guys there, and they're all fast. And so I look at their workouts, and I'm like, oh, I'm not even coming close to those times. And, like, mm. I can see everyone's because of Strava. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to be slow. But then I, like, destroyed the sandbag. Man, um, I was just about to ask you about that because – and and I can't see for some reason it doesn't show you in the segments. I don't know if you've got some kind of setting. Oh, where I didn't wear a set. watch during the race. Oh, you didn't? No, but I was five to ten seconds faster than Atkins on the sandbag. So I watched the video, and you went into the woods like you picked up your sandbag. You were in twelfth place when you yep, come out of the third. woods. You were in third, man. Yeah. And I was pretty close to Kempson. Had it been a little bit longer, I think I would have caught him. You must have been, like, tripping everybody you were passing, dude. <laughs> dude, I mean, people were just, like, I, I actually got stuck going into the woods behind this guy for, like, 20 seconds. Actually, I think you can see it on the video. I, like, tried to ask him if he could move so I could get past him, and he wouldn't. I think I did so hear I that. I, hear, was... I heard you say something. Yeah, I tried to get him to move. It's not that big a deal, but... Um... Yeah, and then once I got past him, I just opened it up and, like, yeah, I did it, like, 20 or 30 seconds faster than most of those guys. Yeah, because that whole sandbag carry was pretty much a swamp trench, except for, like, there's one little part where it got onto some solid <laughs> ground for a little bit. So, man, that was that was super impressive. Yeah, I just plowed right down the middle. I was like, well, it's going to be swampy no matter what. At least if I run in the middle, I won't slide sideways. Yeah. I slid sideways a couple of times, but I didn't trip and fall, and that was the goal for the whole weekend. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so, um, I wanted to ask you, and because I was at the venue, like in the festival area, when everybody was coming in, and I saw you come through Helix, and you come up and hit the spear. I think I got a video of you. I think I sent it to you. Um. Oh yeah, you did. So. What I wanted to ask you was, is what was the penalty loop like on the spear throw? Because, I, I mean, I made my spear, so I never saw it. So what was it like? Um, <laughs> I'm going to miss my next five spear throws because I just took a jab at you for that. Well, what's funny is I actually made the last 22 spears I've thrown oh, in wow. a race because I hit 15 and I hit all 15 in Sweden, hit all of them at Trifecta, hit Tahoe, and then hit. Oh, one one of them before that. I think and, uh, it's just we were out of season because I did pretty good yeah. last year too, and I missed I missed it on Saturday, so I had to do thirty burpees, and I would have rather you know I would have rather made it Saturday and missed it on Sunday and done the penalty for sure. Yeah, and I yeah. So the the penalty was basically you run down and then you go into the swamp. And then it's just, like, pretty slow, tedious running um, through, like, this really wet, swampy stuff. Yeah, um, yeah I heard it got, yeah. like, knee-deep or something like in there. Yeah, it, it was pretty deep, and, like, you, 
you just couldn't run fast through it and it kind of like saps some of your energy going through it but i'd like a million times rather do that than do 30 burpees and like the the time penalty like the the time it takes to do that aside like being able to come out of it and like be able to run as opposed to like walking basically like Mm. if i do 30 burpees i'm like in like a really slow jog yeah a soft j as they would say yeah so (laughs) when when because i agree with you totally man it takes a lot longer to recover from 30 burpees as it would any penalty loop unless it's just some super long penalty loop yeah, and, and even if it's a long penalty loop, like, say it takes you a minute and a half to do burpees, like, say you're really good at burpees, takes you a minute and a half, then, like, you're running, like, Atkins claims that it doesn't affect your race at all, and I think what? it makes, like, your entire race, like, f- almost, like, three minutes slower, because, like, you're coming out of it, and you're running really slow, and then, like, you're never running fast again, unless it's, like, really early into the race, and you have, like, time to, like, reset, Shit, it probably takes me a half a mile or better to recover from it. Yeah, I, mean, I probably still don't get. I, I bet I still. I mean, I'm I'm nobody. I mean, I bet I'd never get my pace back from doing burpees, man. Yeah, especially in a and damn like, sprint. Yeah, I, I, I mean, for the for the most part, like the the big reasons why I don't want burpees is just the judging aspect. Like, exactly. I don't want to get to the finish and like, let's say I win a race. And then have them be like, oh, well, we just added on four minutes to your time and you're now in like 12th place because you did the burpees, but like two of them or like, I don't know, eight, eight of them, you didn't get your hands fully over your head or you didn't stand all the way up. Like if I'm like running really fast and trying to do burpees, I'm not going to do them perfectly, probably. They only do that to Woodsy. They never penalize anybody. Yeah, else. exactly. Actually, I got penalized in. Uh, it was kind of weird. I got where? Where was it? Palmerton. Yeah. Right. Palmerton Mountain Series race this past year. Uh, What'd you miss there? I, Did you miss a spear? Yeah, I missed a spear. Yeah, I've never missed anything except a spear. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I missed a spear. I did thirty burpees and I got done. And the volunteer was like, four more burpees." What? And I was like, "What?" And he was like, you, you did really bad ones. You got to do four more burpees. But he was I counting read. them. Um, it was just his volunteer. And uh, then, like, I did four more. And the head official, actually, Jess Franco, walked over. And she was like, you, you got to do, do what he says. And uh, so then I did him. And then he was like, three more burpees. Th- those ones were shitty, too. And I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy, man. I've never heard yeah, of volunteers out, saying that. I mean, I've heard volunteers on the sidelines be like, hey, make sure you do good burpees, but I've never heard anybody say, you got to do four more. What kind of crap is well, that? Well, yeah, it's weird because, like, you're not supposed to, like, officiate someone's burpees in the middle of the race, supposedly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's our responsibility. But, yeah, yeah. Woodsy's what, saying they should, which I agree, they should. Hmm. Um, and then you get to the end of the race and you know where you finish. <laughs> thinking back to palmerton it probably wasn't as bad when you got there but what did you think about that platform on the vertical cargo at that race to me that was the hardest vertical cargo out of every race at palmerton uh yeah actually hosick got to it and had to try it like five times because it was like super wet from everybody already climbing over it when i got there and i bet it took me like 10 tries i was almost about to do burpees and i got it on the last try yeah, they kept the, the snow machine on, and it just made everything wet, yeah. which I'm fully in support of. Right. I it, think they should do that to the tires. Woodsy says no. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty difficult. I know. I was really shocked they didn't have the tires at a series race this weekend. Yeah. I was like, wait, you mean this past one? Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't have it at most of the mountain series races either mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, but I mean, isn't like Yokohama the sponsor of like the U.S. Series races yeah. and stuff? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure my guess as to what has happened is they brought the tires to San Jose and Phoenix and then realized, oh, fuck, we just shipped our East Coast tires to San Jose and Phoenix and now we don't have them. I mean, you <laughs> would, you That's would, why they didn't end up in a sprint. <laughs> you would think that every uh, every team would have some of those just because you don't know you know, what's going to come up at a race where you have it. Yeah, but I, I think 
the West Coast build team had to get supplemented with some East Coast ones because they oh. had Phoenix and San Jose on the same day. Right. Uh, those tires are probably really expensive, too, so they probably had to cut some out of their budget to have enough tires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, it's, after you was telling me you've been like a, a – you were really big into rock climbing and doing competitions, like what – is that how you, you know – perfected like your grip strength yeah i mean if you can hold on to like what's essentially like a credit card glued to a wall metal bar right in like any way shape or form it is (laughs) okay so for all of us out there that you know are trying to constantly increase our grip strength what would you say would be like the best exercises for somebody who's bouldering yeah so bouldering yeah, that's it. Just what a, go bouldering. What about like, for us that live in South Georgia where there is no boulders? Yeah, but there's bouldering gyms. And there is, I've actually, well, no. North Georgia has good boulders. I've been to those boulders. Um, Aaron, I'm from the South. There, there's The only thing in my town is restaurants and hotels, man. You'd be surprised. <laughs> look, look on a mountain project. It's usually, uh, it's this rock climbing website. Yeah. And it has this map that shows where all the climbing is in the world. And you can, like, zoom into different areas. Um, but I, I would just go inside to a gym. Right. Um, and that's probably the best way and safest way. All right. Cool. So, all right, man. So, I'm pretty much done, but I always go through a bunch of questions I like to ask everybody. Yeah, go for it. So, uh, what is like your pre-race ritual like what are you doing like the day before the race the morning before the race and like after the race if you're planning on like racing sunday as well uh trade secrets brother day before the race what's that trade secrets man (laughs) day before the race i'm usually taking like a bunch of sleeping meds to try and fall asleep (laughs) which is probably not safe um <laughs> are you serious or are you just trying to not no, give out details <laughs> um let's see before that race i took like sudafed pm melatonin and advil pm <laughs> what are you, do you yeah, not I sleep good <laughs> I have trouble sleeping i've been waking up at like 5 a.m without an alarm for like two months now yeah. <laughs> and it's driving me crazy it sounds like you need a job Aaron <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> probably do need a job uh, but uh yeah uh, uh, I, I don't know like the day before I do like an easy run and then I do some striders and then I stretch a little bit and then I eat some stuff and so you just eat whatever, no or do you have like a involved. certain do you have like a certain meal plan you go by before a race, or no, you just eat whatever? I can eat anything the day before. Doesn't yeah, matter. that's pretty much. That's pretty much um, me too. And then, uh, yeah, morning of, I wake up at like five because I always race at seven thirty. Right. And then eat usually some oatmeal um, because that travels better than bread or bagels and cream cheese. Um. And then, I don't know, I drink some sustainally mixed with performally like an hour to 40 minutes before. And then usually by the time I get on the start line, I'm like jumping around and going all crazy. Now, I, I use the performally, but what's the, the sustainally? That's just got like more carbs and stuff in it, right? Yeah, so I don't know. I have this weird thing. I'm sure I'm not supposed to say this, but. If I just drink performally by itself, then I feel like I'm bonking, like, within the first mile of, like, any run. Even drinking it, like, 30 I, minutes before? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I, I don't think it's the caffeine, and I don't think it's the, uh, um, what's the stuff that makes it itchy? Uh, what is it, beta alanine or whatever you, how you yeah, say Yeah, be, beta alanine. Um, I don't think it's that, because I, I've taken that by itself. Um, and it doesn't make me feel bonky, but yeah, if I dick performantly by itself, then I kind of feel bonky, but if I mix it with sustainably, I feel great. Huh. I've never tried the sustainably. Is it any good? Yeah, it's great. I literally drank almost an entire canister in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> what, during the race? Yeah. Now, does it have caffeine in it too, or no? 
No, but they made Sustainally X, which has, I think, 30 milligrams caffeine oh, that's nothing. per serving. That's nothing. I think I'm about immune to caffeine. Like, I'll get up in the morning <laughs> and do a workout with Performally, and then I'll go to work and drink, like, three cups of coffee. Dude, I was, like, dying in Sweden, and I took... Woodsy and Nicole gave me caffeine pills and ibuprofen, right. and I was like a rocket ship. <laughs> I just but, took off. Isn't there, like, health issues? Like, you're not supposed to run on ibuprofen, right? And there's something about uh, that? you're not supposed to have a bunch of ibuprofen. I just took, like, two pills. Oh, well, that's no big deal. Yeah, your kidneys will shut down if you run a bunch and have a bunch of ibuprofen. <laughs> yeah, wasn't, I forget which, either it was somebody else's interview, it was the interview I heard with you, you were like hollering weird shit at like one of the other runners during that race at Sweden? I was hollering weird shit at a lot of runners once <laughs> I took caffeine. Uh, Chris Bob Brown. Yeah, maybe that was I, it. I kept yelling weird shit at him. I asked him for an interview and he kind of snubbed me. Uh, he snubbed you? Well, kind of. He's like, he said, I'm really busy. Well, he does own a restaurant now. Oh, does he? Well, that makes sense. Yeah, so he is kind of busy, but he's also, he's kind of a snob. Yeah, well. He's probably drinking wine and just like unfollowing you repeatedly. Probably. Who is this guy? So, like, is what do you do, like, after the race, man, to, like, recover before oh, the next day? Um, I don't know. I jog, like, well, last year I would just, like, get done and be like, oh, I'm fucked now because um, <laughs> my whole body hurt. But now I do, like, one to three miles of cool down. Um, if I'm racing the next day, I take, like, some protein or recover early and hope I feel better and eat a bunch of food. And drink some beer, and then I race the next morning. <laughs> so, so, like, would you do that, like, after a beast race? Like, you'd take, do, like, yeah. a mile or two cool down? Uh, it depends on the beast, like, but y- usually I end up doing that because Nicole's usually still racing. Right. And, uh, want to go cheer her on, so I run, like, a mile or two. Run with her. Um, I, I got you. But, yeah, pr- probably not for most people on a beast. So, like, before the race, do you do a, a, a big long warm-up, too, where, or do you just kind of just jog around no certain amount of distance, or do you have, like, a set distance you try to get in before the race? Um, I do about three miles and some strides and pickups. Holy shit. So about three, three and a half miles total. <clears throat> if, I wore, if I ran three miles in a warm-up, I, I wouldn't be worth a damn during the race. Yeah, but, like, in Jacksonville... Literally, the first 400 meters, we went out at, like, 350 pace. <laughs> oh, man, y'all were... Y'all like, were three, 350 cruising. mile pace. We went sub, sub four miles to the hay bales. It happened with us, too. I mean, of course, we were going way slower, but I saw it on the video. Like, everybody was, like, taking the left side of the first two overwalls just because it was the nearest ones. <laughs> yep. That was the worst. I, and I was trying to... Cause I don't, I never go out fast. I, I don't have the leg speed to keep up with them for one thing. And I never want to blow up either. So when we got to those first two walls, I had to go to like the, the farthest one just to get away from traffic on both walls. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. I got tripped over one of them and then I tripped Kirk over a different one. <laughs> oh, you cost Kirk his race. That was why he didn't do good. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> He and I were going over hurdles in Seattle, and he, like, accidentally, like, caught my foot. And I just fully front flipped over and landed on my back. And I was like, oh. Oh, so it was payback. You meant to do that this weekend. Gotcha. (laughs) So, um, I know it was cool that that hay bale wall had the little trench already knocked out of it from the day before. Yeah. That was the easiest path of resistance for sure. Yeah, All right, man. So, um, <laughs> what was that? Well, we all ran crazy fast just to try and get through that hole. Yeah, I did before too. Everybody else. That I mean, shoot, least path of resistance, man. You got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> so, all right, man. So, to this date, any event, any race, whatever, what has been your your favorite event and why? Uh, Sweden Ultra Champs because. Uh, at the hotel, there was this crazy place that 
me and Atkins dubbed Sauna World um, that had all these saunas. Right. And that's all we did the week before the race was just go into all these saunas. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, running up and down a mountain for 24 hours straight was super fun. So was it like, a bunch of stuff. was it like it's really, really cold there like it looked? Like, were you geared enough to like, man, this sucks, or were you warm while you were out there? Uh, I was like pretty warm. You, you, you would be like really warm on the way up. And then like, once you got on the top, it'd be like really windy and you'd get like headache or like brain freezes from how cold it was. Right. <laughs> and then on the way down, you'd be like kind of okay. And then you'd get to like some of the last obstacles that were in this field and then you'd probably be cold again. And then you go into transition, and then you'd be like, "Oh, I'm warm." And then you'd sweat, and then you go back out, and you'd be cold again. And then you start going up the hill, and you get hot again, and just do that a bunch of times. <laughs> mm. So, what did you do to like keep your hands warm? Because I mean, it had to suck like putting hand, bare hands on like the monkey bars. Uh, I think I was the like pretty much one of the only guys who wore gloves on all the obstacles and right. completed them. Um. When you're a championship Atkins. rock crawler or rock climber, you can do that. Yeah, I mean, I've just <laughs> ice climbed a lot. And right. I can, like, hold on to ice climbing tools and rocks with gloves on. Right. Um, what kind of gloves did you use? Uh, Nicole had some, like, soft shell oh. black diamonds that I used. I used some leather ice climbing gloves. Hmm. Um, used some other leather ice climbing gloves. I put normal gloves on and then put black mitts over them. I used all sorts of gloves. That's crazy. Your grip strength's just so strong. You're like, just throw me some gloves. It don't matter, whatever. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I could have done it in, like, ones that didn't have grippy stuff. What sucked was in the leather ones, they'd get wet, and then you'd, like, grab onto monkey bars, and then they would ice over as mm. you were on monkey bars, and they'd become, like, ice blocks. <laughs> yeah, but, like, once leather gloves. I remember one time I went for a run, and it was, like, snowing. And I was out of town, so it was, like, it never snows in South Georgia where I'm at. And I was like in Gatlinburg in Tennessee and I went up there on vacation and I was going to hit this trail on some snow. And I had like some Harley Davidson, like motorcycle riding gloves and they were just like cheap leather ones. And I was like, well, these will be warm enough. And once that leather got cold, I mean, it was like useless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mine were, mine were probably a little better insulated than those. <laughs> yeah. There was like no insulation on these. It was just like cold. I mean, just leather, you know, so they just got cold. So to this date, what event was like your worst event or the event you hated the most and why? Uh, Alabama, because it was terrible, and Everybody the says course that. was super lame. Man, what? I like that course, man. I thought it nah, was fun, that course dude. is terrible. The course is terrible. I um, see, I liked it better than Jacksonville last year. Jacksonville this year was better. Jacksonville last year was lame. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, just, you had that first swamp section, and then the rest of it was just flat running, more or less. Yeah. And running through some puddles that had hard ground underneath it. Yeah. Like, this year, it was a lot better. Of course, after the spear throw, it was the faster runner's game. What I thought. Yeah, but once you got to that point, like, people's legs were pretty zapped, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. The super course, I mean, it sucked that y'all had to do the sprint course, because the super course was really awesome, man. Yeah, I know. And that it looked new, like way more fun. And man, they totally, I mean, I'm sure it would have been easy for most of you guys anyway, but the Olympus wall, like, they totally, like, changed up the pattern of all yeah. the grips and holds yeah, on it. It was pretty gnarly this weekend. Yeah, they, they, they did that, I think, starting in Sweden, and they started using those plastic walls in Tahoe. Yeah. And they're, like, way harder. <laughs> yeah, because I used to have, like, the pattern down pat like yeah, just using the holes and it was yeah and it was simple and like it was i mean it was like a totally different obstacle this weekend man it was a trip yeah <clears throat> so out of Kinda all have that one yeah but man but see i liked alabama because it had a lot of bushwhack trails where you had to duck under limbs you know there wasn't even clean paths everywhere and like there was all these down trees and bushes and that that's my jam, jam man. 
No, they made you like run like you'd be like four feet away from like a nice gravel road and you'd be running in like some like drainage ditch. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember there was like, like one water crossing like that like half a mile. Yeah, there was one water crossing you went by. It was like by this bridge and there was all these like oh, rocks yeah. underneath it. Dude, I rolled my ankles so fucking hard in that. That that was actually yep. why it was my worst race ever because I fell in that water. Yep. R- rolling my ankle. I hit mine too. Block that they left in there. Yeah, probably had like rusty rebar on it or something. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I just like that race because it just seemed like you were changing. One minute you'd you'd have a little section you could run, but it wasn't enough to where it could keep you ahead of somebody that was a better technical runner. So I did better at that race because it was more technical running. When it gets out in the open and it's flat, man, I just get waxed because I just don't have the leg speed these other guys got. <laughs> it sucks. But, but man, Alabama, man, it's just... I'm, yeah, it was terrible. I know they I had a lot of... said we'd, we wouldn't do the series if we went back. What? <laughs> but, like, you know, and so years ago... Like, they've been away from Alabama a couple of times, but, like, you went down the road, that same road, you went down the road, like, another couple of miles, and that was where the venue used to be. And it was a good venue, too. You know, it was, you dropped down in, like, to this trench, you know, and all these trees were over it. It was super cool, man. I know a lot of people gives Alabama bad, bad rap, man, yeah. but it was a good race. This time, man. unfortunately, they only got, like, 2,000 people for the weekend. Yeah. The the numbers were low there. I think that's another reason why they didn't go back to. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I know you said that you think most of the obstacles are lame at Spartan. So out of all, no, the... I didn't say that. You said that. I just said that they were. I said that, and they could be harder. Yeah. You know, well, they're easy. Okay, not lame. Easy. So out of all the races you've done, I mean, if what what's your favorite obstacle, and what's the obstacle you hate the most? Uh. Like Spartan, are we talking Spartan anything. or anything? Anything. Um. Yeah. I mean, OCRWC obstacles are hard and well thought out. Like Noram, the the race that was in Stratton this past year had all these like great obstacles, and they brought nearly all of them to London. And right. unfortunately, they like uh, the guy, the nuclear race guys. If they listen to this, they're gonna get pissed off. But they, like, mixed them with all these shitty obstacles <laughs> that were, like, poorly put together. And, like, they had these, like, the nuclear obstacles were, like, these, like, pieces of string tied to pipes. And, like, <laughs> what? It, it was terrible. Yeah, it would, like, cut into your hands and then you'd grab this, like, rusty orb and, like, try to swing on it. But it was, like, really skinny and painful. Nice. Um, but every other rig was, like, awesome and super fun. Did the entries come cool with tennis shots? <laughs> Did the in, did the entries come with tetanus shots? Yeah, they should have. <laughs> hmm. <All right>. So um, <clears throat> so uh, when, <laughs> which luckily those obstacles, the shitty ones, aren't coming to CRWC in Stratton this year. It's just the good ones. Right from what I watched, from you know what the worlds and U.S., it looked like the U.S. was a better event, really. From last year yeah it, it, it was even though it had less obstacles the obstacles they had were better like overall even though they were the same obstacles that ended up in london um there's just like more clear as to like what you should needed to do um whereas like london had all these obstacles that were like you'd like come up to it and you'd be like what the fuck do i do and they'd be like oh you crawl into the tire and then you pop out of another tire and then you crawl into a tire and then you pop out of a different one or like <laughs> you like jump through all these hoops and then you like slide on your butt through them was terrain race over there like, making them <laughs> what's that was terrain race over there making some of them <laughs> yeah it was just weird it was like confusing because like you'd run up to it and none of them were intuitive you'd just be like uh like if you came up to it in the woods you'd just run around it you wouldn't be like oh this looks fun right so i mean i've never done one of their races just simply because of the fact they're kind of expensive yeah but they're just as expensive as spartan races (laughs) well i mean 
I do Spartan just because I buy that pass and I get a lot of bang for my buck out of that pass. So yeah, my my whole thing is that if you do only Spartan races, then you're a Spartan racer, and if you do only Savage races, then you're a Savage racer. But yeah. if you do savage a lot of different races, too. then you're an obstacle course racer. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I'm a Spartan racer. <laughs> and every once in a while I'll do a trail race or a local race I used to do terrain and then they got to where it was just super sketchy and then they quit their competitive heats which was yeah and then they stopped paying people and they were just terrible yeah, yeah. but uh alright man so not, not that they stopped having prizes they just stopped giving people the prizes they won <laughs> right people still waiting on that check yeah <laughs> So, Aaron, I got one more question, man. So, like, what is the van life like, man? Oh, well, we're not living in it right now, kind of, thankfully. Right. So, um, I, so you're bumming off a of woodsy this week, right? <laughs> yeah, this week. I'm actually dog-sitting for him, so doing him a favor. Right. By sleeping in his house and eating all his food and drinking all his wine. Hell yeah. Um, That's pay but, enough. Uh, what's that? <laughs> That's pay enough for dog-sitting. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I mean, van life is good. It, it makes training kind of hard, but, like, it's also kind of nice to just, like, wake up in a really cool place and go run and bike and do other cool things. So it's got its ups and its downs, and you get to see a lot of people and, like, hang out with people you wouldn't normally. So, so. If, if, when you and Nicole, like, have a disagreement or something like that, does and y'all need space, does one of y'all just go sit in the back of the van or something? No, like, there's this curtain that, that separates the front from the back, so, right. like, I'll just go sit in a chair and, like, stew and just be like, <laughs> <laughs> What? I'm talking to Scott. I am Spartan. Podcast. Do you want to talk to Woodsy? Yeah, sure, man. What's up, dude? What's up, Woods? How's it going? Pretty good, man. I didn't get a chance to talk to you, but, uh, that's You look like you were hurting last time I saw you. Yeah, man. I was, I was suffering. I was suffering. <laughs> hey, I run a clean race. That's what matters. I didn't miss my spear. That's all that matters. Man, I wish yeah, I would have missed miss my spear either, you know, like some losers here. Right? I know. I had to ask Aaron, like, what the penalty loop was like because I didn't get to do it. <laughs> so, I, I missed my spear on like Saturday race. Do what? We'll hey, you there? We'll go on a walkabout. We'll go on a walkabout. Sorry, Aaron. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You broke up a little bit. Here, here's Aaron. All right. Hi. Hey. But yeah, man. So, no, that's all I got, man. Is there anything else you want to add? You want to? You want to shout out your sponsors since you got a bunch of sponsors this year? Uh, Attack has been great, and keep your eyes out for an awesome commercial we all made before the race. I think it's already out. I think I already saw it. Wait, the commercial? No, no, no. It's going to be sick. You'll know it if you see it. It's actually going to be, like, super sick. Timber, come on. Is it the one that's got, like, um, a rap song behind it? That's, like, the new one, but, like, there's going to be, like, an awesome one. You'll see. Because it shows uh, you throwing like, the spear, but it's, it doesn't show you missing it. No, no, no. We, we made, like, an actual commercial. It's oh, okay. Sick. I know that um, one that Ryan did last year was really cool. <laughs> where he's flipping into the water at the end of it. That was pretty dope. Oh, yeah, Kempson? Yeah. No, th this was like a legit commercial all by itself the day before that we did. Oh, cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, and Durley just makes everything amazing. Um, yeah. BJ makes the best shoes ever. Um, I'm stuck I'm on Ultra. I'm crafted out, so craft Crafted out. What's the best and piece Spartans of gear craft is really giving nice you? to me. What's that? What's the best gear that you would think craft is making right now? Uh, well, they, they make the best winter apparel for sure. Is like, it worth like, the price? Yeah, I think so. I mean... Whatever, you got it for free, man. Yeah, but like, <laughs> even growing up Nordic skiing, like, they, they, they were the, like, brand that I wanted and couldn't afford. To... <laughs> and so, like, now that I, like, if I didn't get things for free, I'd, I'd probably buy them. <laughs> Sweet. Well, hey, Aaron, what, what's your goals for the rest of the year, man? Um, I don't know, beat everybody and race every race I can get my hands on. Gotcha. Sounds good. Well, hey, Aaron, I appreciate you taking time to talk to us, man. Yeah, no problem. Take, Take care. care. Bye. 
Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Aaron again for getting on the podcast with me. And we want to wish him luck on all his future races and hope he doesn't miss any more spears. And we pray that his feet will be okay. Uh, If you were in Jacksonville this weekend, I'm sure you embraced the cold weather just like I did. I know I was looking at the weather in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's weather said it was going to be 40 degrees, but the venue was outside of Jacksonville, closer to kind of in between Jacksonville and Baldwin. If you looked at Baldwin's weather, Baldwin said that it was going to be in the 30s. So I go down there, you know, and I've run races in the 40s and not wore a shirt and be okay. And I was looking at the weather and uh, we were at dinner and somebody said, yeah, but the wind's going to be like 10 miles per hour. And I was like, great. (laughs) It's going to be 30s with 10 mile per hour wind. And I didn't bring like a shirt or thermal compression shirt to wear. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go in there. I'm going to try it and just, you know, see how cold I will get like that. So all I was wearing was just some compression pants. And I, I jogged around, warmed up good with my hoodie on. And when I, I just bag checked at the last minute and put my hoodie in there and went and got in the box. And it was cold, but after about the first mile, I, I heated up pretty good, especially half mile in you did like the waist deep you know water wade or whatever you want to call it we didn't really cross a pond but you went into a pond and went down the beach part for a little while and you turned around and come back but it was pretty it was thigh to waist deep uh most of the time but once we come out of there you know you were you were already pretty warm up you know from just running my hands got so cold though so cold after the race, my hands were just throbbing all day from just getting so cold and numbed out. And, you know, when you went across Olympus, you know, the holes and that new material, it was so abrasive against your hands that, oh, God, it just, it just made your hands sore because they were numb and you were just sitting there using numb hands on everything. So I was just glad I didn't fail anything. Well, I failed the spear. I failed the spear on super and, you know, I was running – my running was good. I felt so good. I was breathing easy. I didn't feel like I was blowing out a lung. And I was thinking all my training's been going good. And I was right behind Cole, Cole DeRosa and Bruce, which I don't think they were really taking it serious. I don't, because on Saturday it wasn't, I mean, the heat was sold out, but I don't think that a lot of the faster runners were there. I think they were saving themselves for Sunday. So it kind of looked like Cole and Bruce were just up there just having a, a leisure jog. But anyway, I come up right behind both of them and the spear. And Cole stuck his and he just left off like a rocket. And then Bruce, he failed his and then I failed mine and I was like, great. So me and Bruce were over there uh, being burpee brothers. And he's a lot faster at doing burpees than me. And he dang sure recovered faster than me because I didn't see him again until I crossed the finish line after that. <laughs> but uh I still managed to get a third in my age group which I couldn't believe. Um I guess everybody else was struggling too. I know a lot of people looked like a lot of people were, were rusty on their spear throw cuz looked like a lot of people were missing the spear this weekend. I know I didn't practice much in um the off season. I threw some in my backyard on Friday before we drove down there, but I made it on Sunday, which I'd have rather missed it on Sunday because they had a penalty loop on Sunday, and I'd have rather run the penalty loop on Sunday than done 30 burpees on Saturday. But anyway, they did really good with the race, um, and I, I, I enjoyed finishing in the motocross track area then starting in the motocross area last year because I just think it it broke it up a little bit and there was more to spectate at the end having the finish there as well but anyway it was super cool race and it was it's really awesome to be back in the season started again and seems like the races are more spaced out for me this year anyway my next race won't be until April the 4th so I got a little downtime between now and then but in March, as I interviewed uh, Brian with uh, the Swamp Battle OCR event that's going to take place down there on March 21st, I've already signed up for that, and it's 
that the same same place. So if you like the Jacksonville uh, Spartan race, you're probably going to like this race too. So I've already signed up for that. And then my next Spartan race will be in April in Atlanta. And then after the Atlanta race, we're going to drive to Charlotte and do the sprint in Charlotte on Sunday and then drive back. A lot of driving. But anyway, I want to thank everybody that uh, come up to me and said they listened to the podcast and they like it. It was it was good to meet a bunch of the listeners and I uh, got to meet a bunch of people on the pro team and meet a bunch of people on the Discord too. If you're not in the Discord channel, you need to get in there. I mean, it's it's just another place to make uh, good OCR friends and uh, it's really cool to meet some of the guys out there and race with some of them too as well. But anyway, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Leave a review. I'll read it. I haven't got a review in a while. Um, that's all I got. We'll see you next race. Later. Hey, if you're still listening, I just want to say something. I've been doing this podcast for, I don't know, a couple years now. And, you know, I usually don't have any problems, like, going through, like, the interview parts. But, like, when I finish the interview, I'll make an intro and outro for the interviews. And, I, man, I just, every time I listen to it, I'll get, I'll make probably, like, ten different intros and ten different outros just because I don't like the way it sounds or you know, whatever, and it's, and I'll be like, I'll, or I'll think, well, man, I just sound stupid saying that, so I just felt like I needed to make an extra clip just to tell you that I feel stupid making intros and outros, but I still get it done and, and stuff, okay, okay. <laughs>